Hey everybody, welcome back to It's the Little Things podcast. Super stoked, obviously, to be here, like I say every day, um, or every time, but I'm super excited. I thought last week's episode was so great, and the week before, and so I was dying to have Peyton Rose on here, so I was like, I'll just do double guests, and I just talked to some people today, and I'm so excited to talk to them, like literally dying to do it, so I'm really excited to get that set up and just be able to um, have them on here because they are people that y'all need to know. And so I'm really excited for them to be on here. Um, But I just wanted to share with you guys kind of what my week has been looking like. Um, Recently, at least last week, I really was having a rough time. Like I felt like I was literally crying every day. I'd just been going through a lot of change and just a lot of stuff. And I kind of wanted to hide that um, from everybody. And so I'm kind of obviously being vulnerable here and kind of coming out and talking about this, which is totally fine. And I think that is honestly how I cope with stuff. Um, but Sunday, Pastor Daniel, um, talked about, um, the true vine, how Jesus is the true vine. And he spoke on that and it just absolutely blew my mind. And I took it, it took it to heart. Like, how we literally cannot do anything, like, and I, I know I've said this before, but we literally cannot do anything without the vine. We're just the branches, and without the vine, the branches don't produce anything, but with the vine, the branches produce fruit, which is the fruits of the Holy Spirit in Galatians, and um, I really just, I just, after that, I really took it to heart because I was like, okay, but who am I to sit here and on a podcast and talk about all the things that we should be doing and all the things I should be doing if I'm not actually putting them to to work and putting them to heart. And so I know I've been talking a lot about how um, just how putting all this stuff to work and how we need to apply the stuff that we're, that I talk about and that like, you know, the Bible talks about to our lives. And so recently I've just kind of been realizing like, obviously I need to do a better job of that, but that's never that's always what I'm going to say, regardless of how well I think or how good my relationship with is with Christ. I always know that I'm never going to be satisfied with the relationship I have with him because I always am going to want it to be better. Like there's always more. And that's the athlete in me talking. There's always more that I want it to be better. I just want to keep getting better at whatever. And um, so anyways, um, Sunday night, they had the first worship night and I cannot begin to explain the amount of just joy I had afterwards, although literally my eyes were puffy from crying. Um, It was just an amount of just peace over my heart where I was just like, okay, wow, I really needed that. Um, If you've never been to a worship night, you really need to go. Um, But I don't think anybody's going to ever be able to top the worship night at Better Life. Like it was absolutely insane. And I literally just, I just unloaded anything that I had in my head or my heart that I had been holding back, not only from myself, from the people around me and from just talking to God about it. It all just came out. Like I literally, I know I've talked about this before, but music is a big one for me. So when I'm singing, that's when my emotions really come out. So, you know, when I was younger, I used to sing and I always had an issue when I was worshiping, like I would always start crying. And I was like, why do I cry when I worship? I don't understand. Like, I just want to be able to get through a song without tearing up or crying. Because I'm like, that's not normal. I feel like you don't see the worship leaders on stage just like busting out tears on Sunday service. And so I was always like, why do I cry? And um, 
some one one time I was told, you know, you cry because you care so much, or you cry because you really are feeling the song. And I'm like, that's so crazy. And I never thought about it, but till and I've cried plenty of times singing worship songs, but for sure, Sunday night, I literally felt um, the Holy Spirit was in that building. And I just felt him moving through me and through other people. And it was insane. And so Pastor Daniel called us to the front of the stage and he um, just had everybody like if you had something that you needed to lay down at the feet of Jesus that you've been holding back, you like, you go to the altar and you sit there and you pray. And it was insane how many people you didn't even realize, like you don't even know these people going to the front of the stage and there were hands, everybody's hands were on everybody else, just praying over them and praying that they have peace over their heart and their mind. And it was crazy because I felt like I had been holding all this stuff back and all these people around me were praying for me. And I'm like, I'm sitting here talking last week about community with Peyton Rose. And I'm sitting here not even taking advantage, not just of my friends, but the community that God's given me here in Moorhead. And so I'm like, these people is this church is a family and I never ever felt that before. And so I was like, holy smokes, this is what a church is supposed to feel like. And, um, and, you know, growing up, I went to some great churches, but I never had that connection like I did here and like I do here in better life. And so it was just crazy to me being able to go up there and have, feel no shame, feel no guilt, feel no, no embarrassment of walking up in front of everybody and just kneeling down and just sobbing and just praying over myself and over my friends and over people I didn't even know. And I was like, this is so amazing. And this is what God is calling us to do. And in this day and age, in this world, we are constantly battling with society on what we should and we shouldn't be doing. And that is where nothing matters. When you step in that building, it's you and God. It is you and God. And it is you and that, like at the end of the day, when you go to heaven, you're going to you're going to be facing God. You're not going to be facing social media. You're not going to be facing society. You're going to be talking to God. And he's going to look right at you and be like, did you do what I asked you to do as a Christian? So that's kind of where I'm at. Like, who cares what anybody in the building thinks, regardless of who they are? And like, who cares what they think? Because at this point, it's not about anybody else. It's about me and my relationship with Christ and what like the genuineness behind it. And so not going on a tangent here about that, but my thing was kind of, I had never growing up, I never had, um, and when I was worshiping, I never raised my hands and like everybody does when they just raise their hand and they're worshiping or they do this. And, you know, once I started going to, um, once I started going to better life, I realized so many people did there. And I was, I always, when I was growing up and when I was younger, I always was like, why do people do that? What is the point behind that? And coming here, realizing and kind of just thinking about what that position, when your arms are up or when they're out, what that position is. And I just, without even realizing it Sunday night, I just put my hands in the air. And I realized in that moment, putting your hands in the air, one, is not for show. And never, and I've never thought that, but it's not for show at all because it's, like I said, it's between you and God. And so when I put, I put my hands in the air and I realized right then and there, it's not about, you know, just putting your hands in there and saying, wow, this song is good. No, putting your hands in the air is putting you in this vulnerable position because anybody, I mean, mean, when I'm in public and I'm standing by myself, I have my hands crossed or I have my hands behind my back or I have close to my side, like they're tucked, they're close to my body. Like I'm there. 
And that's where I feel the most comfortable and the most, um, the least vulnerable. But when I put my hands in the air, I just let it all like it, I mean, sobbing. And I, it was so funny because I was, we were doing our Bible study yesterday and I walk into the room and they're like, Hey India, did you see you made better life's Instagram? And I was like, what? And they were like, yeah. And they showed me the picture and it was literally me with my hand in the air, ugly crying, sobbing. And it, I literally like out of all the pictures they could post about posting me on there. It, that was the picture. And I realized I'm not embarrassed of that. I'm not embarrassed of that one bit. I am, if anything, I'm proud of myself personally that I was able to go out there in front of all these people and just literally ugly cry because because I had so much to get off my chest that I had been holding back. And uh sorry about that. It was a little yawn. Um but I just was I was so proud of myself, but um I just realized that putting my hands in the air and worshiping that is a sign of vulnerability and that I had never because I'm not one to be worried about being vulnerable. I will sit here and I'll tell you my life story, my childhood, anything you want to know. I'm pretty much an open book. So I'm ready to talk about it if anybody wants to talk about it. So I'm an open book and I don't mind being vulnerable at all. Growing up, I hated crying in front. I still to this day am not a big fan of crying in front of people. But I've learned that is how people relate. When I see somebody crying to me, I literally want to just like I feel like I can feel whatever their pain is. And I physically am just like hurting. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like if I can relate to somebody like that and I can physically see them and feel them and like understand that they are in so much pain, I'm able to relate to them. And I'm like, if I can just open up myself and just be vulnerable with everybody and just be like, here's the deal. Like we're all going through rough stuff. Like I've battled depression. I've battled anxiety. I've battled with just a lot of stuff, physical stuff. Um, just mentally exhausting, physically exhausting things over just in the past year. And I've literally just come to realize that's not something to hide. That's not something to be scared about. That's not something to just keep to yourself and be like, I don't want anybody to think I'm weird or I don't want anybody to think I'm sad. Nobody's going to think that. And I've learned that recently. That is not something to hide. If anything, that's something that you are being able to say, yeah, yeah, I battled depression. Yeah, I battled anxiety, but I was able to come through not on my own, not by myself, but through Christ. He was by my side the entire time. Over the summer when I felt like I was all alone, I knew he had a plan, but for some reason I just couldn't feel him by my side. And I and going back and realizing, oh my goodness, it's because I'm sitting here denying the fact that I'm going through something, saying I'm okay when I'm not okay, and realizing that that's that's all right. He wants you to sit there and be vulnerable with you. He wants you to throw your hands in the air and just scream his name in church and just yell hallelujah because good grief. We are given this amazing ability to sit here and do that when people in other countries aren't able to do that. And so I'm just so enormously just grateful for I was able on Sunday to not only worship once but to worship twice because I went to church on Sunday morning and I came back to church Sunday night and I worshiped and I yelled his name and I sang and I was able to pray over my friends and pray over people I didn't know and that is something to be grateful for and so realizing now that in weakness you are strong let me tell you 2 Corinthians 12 9 through 10 okay now Whatever you're doing right now, if you're not, if you haven't been listening the whole time, sure, 
right now, you need to check in, okay? Focus in right here because this is good stuff right here. This is straight from the mouth of the Lord right here. Okay, 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10, okay? This is, this is life-changing, people. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I just need to take a little deep breath, okay? Here's the thing. For so long, for so long, and I know I'm not the only one, but coming to realize that this whole time I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't care. I'm an open book. Like, I, I got problems, but they're not that serious. They are. They are serious. And I've didn't been downplaying my issues for so long, and they are serious. And it's something that I'm not only, I'm I'm proud of myself because I was able to go out in church. And obviously, everybody on the, in their own time is going to be able to do this. So this isn't something like for me, it's taken what I'm 19 years old now. Like it's taken me forever to realize what that means, what raising my hand in the air meant, what just opening and just being like, who cares if I'm dancing like a fool in the Sunday pew, who cares? Because I'm happy that I'm able to worship the Lord Jesus Christ above in a place that is filled with darkness and sin. I am able to sit here and be like, oh my goodness, I see the truth. I know the truth. And so I'm sitting here telling y'all that I've battled many, many things. I've grown up, I mean, just with some crappy childhood circumstances and coming here to live out my dream and then it being taken away from me. My thing is, there are so many better things out there than what I'm battling. So right now, even though I do battle with depression and anxiety and I do battle with just these physical weaknesses I have that that's not something to for me to hide like here I just told everybody and I really don't talk to anybody about it there's not a lot of people that know that about me so this is all kind of new stuff and um and it was all recent this summer so that's kind of when I realized I was going through all that stuff but it literally blew my mind when I read that and I saw that and I was like, oh my gosh, I've been hiding for so long, but I don't need to hide anymore because I'm strong and I'm strong in my weaknesses because that stuff makes me strong. Excuse the tears because they're just, they, they come and go. Okay. <laughs> but I'm just like, I want to help everybody so bad and tell them like the stuff that you're going through, that's, it's okay. And you're allowed to go through it. And being vulnerable is not a bad thing. Crying is not a bad thing this it's it's really just the god gives us these things because he wants us to be able to go through them and build our maturity through them and to grow in him and grow in his story your story is great regardless of what you think you are not boring you are not bland you are strong you are powerful in God's name, okay? Because nothing, you you cannot do anything by yourself. And I'm going to say it firsthand all the time. I am the one to be like, I can do this. I don't need your help. I got this. No, I don't got this. I need your help. I need my friend's help. I need my parents' help. I need Adam's help, my boyfriend. I need I need my teammates' help. I need, I need God's help. And I'm constantly wanting to do it on my own, but that's not for me to do on my own. Because without Christ, I will not be strong. 
but through him, my weaknesses make me strong, okay? Because they're not going to make you strong anywhere else. Because the thing is, you're like I said, the vine is the only reason that the branches produce fruit. We are only going to be loving. We're only going to be kind, joyful, grateful, patient through him. And so through these things, through these weaknesses we have, we are strong through him. So I just absolutely am just like, wanting to share all of this with everybody and just constantly talking about this. But I just want everybody to know that whatever you're going through, regardless of how serious, regardless of how, how you might not think, might not see it as something that's serious, I want you to know that through him, you are going to be able to do this. Like, I know that it is hard. College is hard. And I'm going to say it firsthand, like, it is difficult doing classes and it just feels like you're waking up and repeating the same day over and over again. But let me tell you, okay, so Caleb Hall, he is one of the worship leaders at our church and at Better Life, of course, I love Better Life, so love them. Um, but at Better Life, he is just amazing. His voice is awesome and him and his wife are literally a power duo, duo on the stage, okay? But that's conversation for another time. But the other day, he got up on stage and he was talking about good happenings. And I liked how he phrased that. I was like, oh, that's a really cool name for a podcast. Um, But he was talking about how um, they always go at the end of the week and they're like, hey, good happenings. Like, tell me one good thing that's happened this week. And I was like, you know what? I have a podcast about uh, positivity. I have a podcast called It's the Little Things. And I was sitting there thinking, I was like, wait a minute. Let me sit back and think about something good that's happened this week. And why did it literally take me like 20 minutes to think of one good thing that happened? That's ridiculous. I'm like, I literally have a podcast about positivity and I can't sit here and tell you one good thing that happened this week. All right. So I was like, I need to do some soul searching and see kind of what I'm thinking. And I was like, the reason, the reason I cannot sit here and find one positive thing is because I'm constantly trying to do stuff on my own. I'm constantly trying to find a way other than asking God for help. And other than looking in his word to do things on my own. And I know I'm sounding like a mom. And if you're watching me look look on the screen, I'm giving the little attitude face nod and the hands with hand swipes and all that. Because I'm literally sitting here talk and talking about this. And I'm like, how ridiculous was it that I was sitting here and trying to do everything on my own? And I'm literally like, all right, I have people around me. I have the Bible. I have the Lord above who literally told me that my weaknesses make me strong and that I'm going to boast in the fact that I have weaknesses because that is what makes me one. That's what makes me human. And two, that's what makes me a child of God, that I'm able to find my weaknesses, say, it's all right that I have weaknesses because God makes me strong through them because I'm going to take those weaknesses and I'm going to use them to help others. I'm going to use them to grow my relationship with Christ. And I'm also going to use them to um, build my self-esteem because if you sit here and hide from your weaknesses and you hide from your issues, you are never going to get better. Okay? Never. And it's taken me so long to figure that out because I'm sitting here saying, yeah, I have depression and anxiety. Okay, I'll get over it. No, I'm not going to get over it by myself by just willing it away. I'm going to get over it by working through it, not just going around it, not just moving around it and saying, all right, like that's over. That's in the past. It's not in the past because that's something that I realized that I might have to battle the rest of my life. And that's all right. Because through him, I have strength in that. I have, y'all, I have literally sitting here telling y'all this so that 
if somebody is going through this out there, I want you to know that you are not alone and you are going to be strong. It might feel like this is literally the worst time in your life and it's not going to get better, but it's going to get better. I promise it is going to get better. The light is at the end of the tunnel and honey, you've just got to look for it. I promise it is in the Bible. Open up your Bible, sweetheart. I know it is difficult and it's tough sometimes. Sometimes you don't want to sit here and look at the bright side because trust me, I have been there. I don't want somebody to tell me it's going to get better. I don't want somebody to tell me, just be optimistic. What's the silver lining? There's a great, there's, this is great about this. No, sometimes I want to sit there and I want to cry. I want to complain. I want to sit there and say, why me? Why me? Why am I the one that's been given this situation? Even though instead of saying, oh my gosh, why me? Instead of saying, God, you picked me. Out of all people, you picked me to be able to handle the circumstances I'm going through. And I know you did it because you know I'm strong enough to do this with you. That's a thing. And I read this thing. Okay. We've been doing our Bible study and this book had this really good point. Okay. And it's, um, let me just read it. It says, allow him to remove any impurities that hinder your relationship with him. And then your service to him will have meaning as you offer your life as clay in his hands to do with as he pleases. Okay. Our lives are clay. We are clay. We are for him. The circumstances we are given are just lumps in the road. And he's going to use those to form who we are, which is beautiful vessels for him. Right? So we are just clay. The circumstances we are going through are just little lumps that we got to rub out by using his word and by trusting in him. Okay. So you, you are just clay. The circumstances, the gifts he gives you, those are for, those are for him, not for you. They're not to benefit you. They're to benefit him and the kingdom. Stop and think about not what, what he can do for you, but what you can do for his kingdom. That is the, that's the big, that's the big point. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say. What you're going through is not about you. It is not about you. It is about him. It's about his kingdom. How are you going to flip your situation around and use it for him? Be like, okay, I do have depression, but I've gotten through this and I'm allowed to use that as a testimony to whoever comes near me and says, Hey, I'm depressed and I don't know what to do. Here's the deal. I don't know what to do. Most of the time I'm like, what the heck am I supposed to do? And that's not for me to know. That's for him to know. And he knows it. Okay. And I'm doing the whole big arm waves because I want y'all to know how dramatic this is. Because I'm being dramatic right now because I want you to get, I want to get the point across. Okay. So he gives us these circumstances for him to benefit him and his kingdom. Okay. So here's the deal. The part about reading his word, okay? That's a big thing because I do it a lot when I'm reading it. I'm just reading it to read it. But here's the deal. You've got to change your perspective. Like I said, not it's not about you. When you're reading the word, it's not about you. It's what you are going to use this information for, for him and to benefit him in the kingdom, all right? So read the word with a different perspective. He is talking to you. He is not saying, hey, this is just to the general public. No. Sit here and think about, oh my goodness, he is talking to me. When he's saying that, when he's saying, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness, oh my goodness, he's literally speaking to me. India Moeller, he's talking to me. That's that's how I'm looking at stuff now. The word is not general. His relationship with you is personal, and you've got to make it personal, okay? you are got to go into the word, and you've just got to be like, wow, he is directly talking to me. 
He is talking to me. His Grace is made sufficient in weakness. His power is in weakness. He literally, we have power through our weaknesses. If we just have a bunch of strength, what is that going to do? It's not going to do anything because it's not going to show people that we're human. It's not going to show people that we're sinful because we are. And you're not just going to get rid of sin. It's not going to go away. You can, I mean, we, the only way to battle sin is through him. Okay. And so it's not going to go away because we're human and we sin. But that doesn't mean you can't use that to testify to other people and use it as a testimony, right? So here's the deal. I have another thing that I want to say. One more thing. And then y'all can get on to your day and have a wonderful freaking day. Yeah. It says, if your tendency is to tell the father what you can and can't do for him, submit to his agenda and allow him to shape you into the person he wants you to be like clay. It is not about what he, what you can and can't do, okay? Because he doesn't just say, whoop-de-doo, oh, you can't do that? Okay, I'll just go talk to somebody else, like who, somebody else who can do that. No, he is, when he's looking for someone to be kind, he is looking at you and he's saying, hey, buddy, adapt your way, adapt your personality and do it for me, okay? You've got this, okay? I want you guys to take it, take this into this week, take it into this month, take it into the rest of the year, take it into your life. This stuff is, I mean, this literally right here is going to, this is going to affect me too. Like I'm literally saying all this, but I'm like, guys, I need this. And that's why I'm getting so passionate about it. But I just want y'all, I mean, this is, this is great news. Y'all should just literally take this and be like, this is great news. Although I literally just, kind of yelling at everybody um but it's good yelling it's positive yelling like a pastor yelling at you um i'm not okay anyways not the point um the point is basically i just want y'all to take this and be like hey being vulnerable is a good thing and take this and just be like whoa i'm strong in my weaknesses my weaknesses make me strong okay so y'all are gonna have a great week I know it. You're going to finish out this week. And for everybody that has finals coming up, you've got this. Take a minute to study. Take a minute to pray. Pray over your finals. Pray over you. Just take a deep breath because it's all going to be okay. And if you don't have finals, I'm jealous of you. Okay. So, um, everybody, have a freaking amazing, freaking amazing day. Okay. You go out and have a great day. Be the reason somebody smiles today. And y'all stay tuned because there are some really awesome people coming to be on the podcast and I'm literally so stoked about it and everybody if you are not watching on YouTube my shirt says work hard pray hard and I'm really excited about it it's from a vintage store and I'm really pumped so everybody um just like and like and comment and say how much you like my shirt because it'll really make me feel good so um anyways I love each and every one of y'all that listen um Nana dad and April Poppy Uncle Billy everybody I love y'all Caroline this message is for you because you always ask me if I said your name so dad make sure you show her the, show her this part okay Caroline and Amber I love you guys so so much you are my little sisters and I love you tons and I can't wait to see you in a couple weeks okay <laughs> love everybody have a great week